Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. This is your host, Ed Cheney. I'm here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. By delivering reliable knowledge. In an unregulated CBD industry, we are connecting you with everything you should know about CBD. And we're grateful that you're letting us do it. Yes. Now, we keep hearing the terms terpene-infused and terpene profiles when we are shopping for CBD. Yes. Today's show, we are going to share with you what does that mean to you? What are terpenes and, and uh, terpene profiles? So we'll discuss, you know, how uh, our body's naturally occurring endocannabinoid system interact with, with terpenes. Um, and we're also going to have a discussion about the research done back in 2014. They call it the bell curve study. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we have surfaced this research before, uh, but today, because we're talking about products that are all working together in the, the CBD products that when you go out and shop, uh, for instance, uh, multiple cannabinoids instead of just CBD by itself. Another example is infusing this product with terpenes and essential oils. We'll understand that too, again, so that you have better information uh, when you're out shopping for CBD. So, uh, so if you have shopped for CBD, you've likely run into this word terpenes. So why are terpenes in your CBD product? And then even a bigger question, why now? So we spoke with some researchers and we did find that the understanding of terpenes is fairly new. And so um, let's... Let's first understand where, when we're talking about terpenes, uh, what terpenes really are. And they're molecules that are found in the plant world. Yes. All right. And there's literally hundreds and hundreds of them. Yes. And some common terpenes that you might connect with, that you might recognize, are limonene. Now, why would you recognize that? Because and an orange peel, that smell that an orange peel gives off, that's limonene. Right. Yeah. So limonene caused that fragrance to happen. Limonene also has other effects in our body. So if you have, if you ingest limonene, uh, it one of its benefits is it's an anti-inflammatory. Right. So commonly, you might see limonene infused with the CBD product that was targeting inflammation and pain. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in our knowledge of terpenes, there are numerous terpenes that are that have the characteristics of 
pain relief and or inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so that leads us to the next next term that's commonly used, and that is a terpene profile. So they will select all terpenes that have characteristics that are leaning towards the solution like pain or inflammation and then they'll work together to pull those terpenes together in the right ratios to enhance what that CBD product was already doing. So CBD or or cannabinoids by themselves have a great impact on inflammation and pain management but if you then on top of that add this profile of terpenes, you get that much more benefit. Right. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, I was able to visit with the chief science officer uh, at a company called True Terpenes. Uh, they are in Portland, Oregon. We They have been a vendor of ours for going on two years now. And when uh, I select a vendor such as that, uh, 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 one of the products that are going into Canafil's products, I will only select them if they meet our high standards, which includes certificate of analysis by a third party, and I must be able to see those. Uh, I need to see their standards of manufacturing. And hey, I got to give a lot of credit to true terpenes in Portland, Oregon, because they have met all of those, and they continue to be a leader uh, in the industry, so uh, super excited about that. Now, uh, Kimberly, you have lots of conversations about terpenes with your clients when they come into the store. Yes, I mean, obviously, most people don't even know what a terpene is or or um, how it will affect them in the blend. So uh, I try and explain, you know, that a terpene is found in, you know, every plant. It's what makes the orange smell like an orange, and it's what, you know, makes the pine smell like a, like a pine, <laughs> a pine needle. And, um, and, they, and each terpene has different benefits for the body. And I'm explaining that to them because... Um, it's now becoming quite popular in the CBD world that uh, terpenes be infused into uh, CBD products to give them a little bit more, uh, I want to say power, or a little bit more oomph, Yeah. you know. So a full spectrum, the cannabis plant already has terpenes in it. Um, so when you have a full spectrum, you're already getting some terpenes. And then, uh, like us, we decided to go ahead and add in um, more terpenes. We went ahead and added in uh, some extra terpenes for whatever particular uh, blend we are trying to figure out you need, whether it's for pain, sleep, or uh, anxiety. Uh, but uh, he and I have had a few conversations about some of the questions that our listeners had. And thank you very much, David, because uh, he also shared with me the answers just in written form. Uh, now, I'm just looking at them for the first time, and they're they're really well written, but I may have to... Do some reading. I might have to do some reading. Uh, I know it's not as entertaining, but here's what I can tell you. Uh, I have spoke with David uh, uh, in great lengths about terpenes, and he is absolutely great at it. 
Yeah. Uh, he is so knowledgeable about it. And I have to tell you, even after I was done with the conversation, I myself was completely surprised. Yeah. Completely surprised. As a matter of fact, so much so that I believe the science community is on the cusp of understanding terpenes so much so that it is going to affect every bite of food you take. Mm -hmm. If you are if you are concerned about what you eat, terpenes will be a big part of your consideration. You'll want to understand it. You want to know what foods have which, and so forth and so on. So, so I. I sent him a few questions, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to read uh, the answer to his first one. I said, uh, so David, what are terpenes? And uh, again, I'm going to read this. Uh, remember, it is coming from a science officer. And his answer was this. Terpenes are volatile hydrocarbons that are used by plants and animals to communicate, comma, but are also the building blocks of essential oils. I did not know that. Yeah. So, lavender is made up of terpene molecules. Mm -hmm. All right. So, farnesine, which is a terpene, is a terpene that aphids make when hurt or alarmed. And tomato plants have evolved to release the same terpene when they're damaged because ladybugs are drawn by it to feed on aphids. So, plants like lavender contain terpenes like linalool, myrcene, and others which are responsible for the flavor and the taste of the plant. But also, why plants make us feel the way they do. So when you ingest certain plants, you might start noticing that you have a certain feeling uh, that is a consequence of digesting that. That would be the terpenes. Mm -hmm. um, much of the effects in cannabis, uh, rather than cannabinoids such as THC and CBD, uh, cannabis makes a large variety of these terpenes, which I believe, because at some point I asked him uh, why are they so popular now. I think the fact that when cannabis started getting all the attention for its medical aspects, you know, how it could contribute to uh, healing the body, and the fact that it was full of so many terpenes, those two just came hand in hand at the exact same time that science was studying terpenes itself. Mm -hmm. Now, I noticed that uh, wonderful Kimberly, in her wisdom, once she understood that, uh, that um, uh, David could not show up for today's show, uh, she pulled out her terpene chart. Yeah, right. I think that's terrific. Do you have something in there that you think the listeners would kind of connect to? You know, uh, what we did was uh, I just pulled up the, the terpene blends and the benefits that um, come in certain terpenes. Um, and that that is really is uh, the easiest way to... Oh, go ahead. I, I see that there's a... A message? Well, yeah, it just so <laughs> happens we do have our CFO. He called in on the phone. Oh, our, our CSO, our chief science officer. Nice. So I'm pretty happy about that. So what I would like to do is I would like to take a quick break for our sponsors. Yeah. 
and we're going to say hello to David, invite him to the show, and when we turn, when we return, we're going to get a, a better rendition of what are terpenes. That sound fair, Kimberly? Yes, that sounds fantastic. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, we're going to take a quick sh- uh, break and be right back. Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. All right, a little bumpy in the first section, but we now have David Heldbreath with us. Heldbreath with us who is the Chief Science Author with True Terpenes. Welcome to the show, David. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am positive our listeners are going to be as excited as I was when you and I first started to chat about the science behind terpenes. So I thought maybe I would just start out with a question. If I asked what are terpenes, what would you share with our listeners? 
Oh, well, that's a, that's a long one, but I guess the, the easiest place to start is that uh, terpenes are essentially hydrocarbons, just like uh, gases, for example, or fuel. Uh, they're oils, and that's why, for example, uh, essential oils are called essential oils. Um, plants produce them uh, for communication as well as defense. So to give you an example, uh, arnesine is a terpene that actually aphids create when they're hurt as a pheromone. But tomato plants have evolved to mimic that and produce the same compound because it draws ladybugs who want to come and eat the aphids. So that's why plants are creating these things is for things like that. But at the same time, varnesine and other compounds are great for uh, treating conditions in humans as well or, you know, helping with energy or pain or things like that. So um, a good example would be lavender. Many people are aware of uh, lavender use for you know, either internally in beverages or in lotions. And the reason why lavender has the effects that it does is that it contains linalool, myrcene, and beta-caryophylline. And uh, those are actually terpenes. And so at the same time that these compounds give uh, plants the taste and aroma and smell that we all enjoy for a lavender cookie or something like that, they also are what creates uh, the effects that we associate with that. Terrific, and and you put that so much better than I attempted to put it. So I really like that. Um, I so another interesting question is: once you ingest or take in a terpene, what system is it affecting that allows for those effects? So that's actually really complicated, and there's not a single system. Okay. So um, I guess the best way to start is: so many people are aware of the opiate. Um, system in our body and that we have endorphins, which are natural opiates in our body when you run or do things like that, that releases endorphins, which is why you feel good when you exercise, but it's also what helps with pain when you're hurt. And that's why plant compounds such as opium have these endogenous receptors in our body. And those, and that's why opiates work. Cannabis has um, cannabinoids and we have natural cannabinoids, like we have endorphins. And those are endocannabinoids, cannabinoids within our body, and those are some of those receptors. Some terpenes, beta-caryophylline, for example, act on the CD2, a cannabinoid receptor, and that's why it's uh, effective for those uses. Other terpenes, like linalool, act on the GABA receptors, which are what things like um, uh, what's a good comment? Uh, benzos, like Xanax, or things like that. And that's what you know. And then you get into so, in reality, there's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of systems in our body. The TRIP receptors, the TRIP-C receptors, the 5-HT serotonin receptors, the dopamine receptors, and all of these terpenes act on all of those receptors. Not each one, but like there's a variety. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of terpenes, and they all have different physiological effects. And then when in combination, have even more, uh, you know, interaction. So, uh, it's actually really difficult to pin that down. But um, it's also why... The entourage effect, as we know, most people think about it in terms of uh, terpenes and cannabinoids interacting and creating uh, synergistic effect. But instead of like, for example, mercine doesn't actually increase the CB1 activity of any THC or anything or CB. What it actually does is it acts on the trip receptors and these other receptors. And what I like to compare it to is a tributary of rivers. Uh, and think of your body or your 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 current mood as a is a main river like the Mississippi, and then you have all these smaller rivers that are the different receptor systems: the CB1 receptor, the CB2 receptor, the TRP receptor, the GABA receptor, the 5 HT receptor are all smaller tributaries 
that are all impacting the flow of that final river. And so what you have is you have this synergistic effect of all of that combining together to create the full flow of the river. If you dam one of them, you're going to change that final river's flow. And to me, that's uh, a good way of uh, visualize, visualizing how the system is working. That's well put. And I, I'm, I'm assuming our listeners are, are really enjoying this because I'm just looking across the table over at Kimberly and she's like, okay, wow. I've got new information to share. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a great analogy. Yeah. Um, oh, well, thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's played well with a lot of people, but there's a lot of different versions of people had. I feel analogies are incredibly helpful because it's a very complex subject. Yes. Now, there's another question uh, that was sent our way, and that is, what should we know about terpenes in both the good and the bad? Oh, well, I mean, it's difficult on the bad side, but um, I think it's just important to know what you're consuming. I guess the bad side would be, let's speak with, I think, primarily people that are listening to the show right now, especially it's going to be related to can- you know, cannabis use, hemp use, CBD yes. use. And when you're combining any compounds, you're going to get a variety of effects. And that's the beautiful part about cannabis. And that's also the negative part about cannabis is because my belief is that people are usually using for a particular effect or hoping to get a particular effect. So you either want to use at the end of the day and or you're going to be using this in the morning. There's good examples. And if you use a terpene profile, such as, let's say, the heavy and things like alpinine and rosemary, and use that at eight o'clock at not rosemary, sorry, alpha pinene and uh, eucalyptol, which is typical of things like rosemary, uh, but also in cannabis with you know, and you try and use that profile at say eight o'clock at night, you're not going to have a very good time, <laughs> you know, trying okay. to wind down at the end of the day. Whereas if it's you know seven or eight a.m. and you try and use something that's heavy and little and mercy and like lavender, you may not have a great morning. So I think one of the most important things is discovering which uh, which terpenes have which effects and what you're trying to achieve uh, rather than good or bad. It's more of, I feel like there's such a diverse uh, compound class that really it's just negative or positive based on utilizing the wrong things. Um, they have so many uses that you need to just identify what you need for your current situation. And the other thing that's important is that we all have... Uh, Enzymes in our body, which break down drugs, uh, primarily it's the cytochrome enzymes, which is lots of them. And we all have different enzyme levels, and some of us don't have some of these enzymes. And so uh, they also break down terpenes. And so depending on your personal physiology, you may react differently to a particular terpene or ratio than someone else. And so it's really an individual process. And I think that's true with all you know, pharmaceuticals or food, but I think that cannabis is something that people are, and terpenes are something that people are starting to utilize on their own without necessarily going through the doctor. And I think that it's important that people have those communications with the doctors because um, you might get interactions with things that might be able to guide you in a direction. So I think it's important. That's important, uh, I would say. I, I would agree with you. The interaction with other drugs is becoming more and more of a conversation that we like to share with our listeners now. But what, what I'm hearing from uh, the surface is that maybe it's a good idea to start exploring terpenes. As, as, I, as I believe a conversation you and I had had, terpenes is fairly recent in its study and research. Am I correct? 
yes and no. Uh, are you talking about in cannabis or in general? So uh, the thing is that there's lots of research on, and I think this is one of the things is uh, on essential oils and on other plants as medicine. There's been, I mean, human history. That's where medicine originated. Uh, where, you know, before we could synthesize compounds, and what we've done usually is go find what compounds in a plant, and then you know, find that it acts on a particular receptor and then find a way to synthesize something that acts stronger on that receptor. Okay. That's kind of human's uh, typical pathway in this. Uh, and so I think that what we're finding now is that science is caught up to the point where we can start explaining some of the actions of these things, uh, which is incredibly useful. But there's also a lot of older research. It's just not specifically with uh, combining it with cannabinoids. Yeah. But for example... I would recommend everyone that's listening, there's a great tool that I uh, like to tell people about. It's Google Scholar, and it's a search engine that Google has that literally will just search through scientific journals and uh, patents and other things like that instead of searching the entire web. So you can find science articles specifically about the terpene or the uh, herbal product or even some other random subject that you're looking for. We, we, we agree with you 100% on that. Absolutely. Now, would you have uh, would you have definitions of terpenes on how they interact with humans on the True Terpenes website that are accessible just to the common uh, audience? You know, if anybody wants to show up, and- yes. So we recently redid a lot of our labeling and other things for our uh, terpene profiles and our and our isolates, and they're being redone in ways that have the basic and also on the website you can find like basic effects like uplifting or excuse me, uh, energy, right? Yeah, yeah. like specific key phrases that will tell you and also identify a flavor notes. That way you can be like, oh, I like this flavor. I like this, the, you know, I want this for the beginning of the day for energy. I want like for little things like that, you can, uh, you can begin to find that out. And we have a few articles on some of those topics as well. Beautiful. And so true terpenes, T-R-U-E, T-R-T-E-R-P-E-N-E-S. TrueTerpenes.com. We're going to. Uh, I think when Kimberly and I first stepped into the space and started to, that had the need to understand terpenes, this is exactly where we went first. Because you could see a chart, and just as he was, uh, David was talking about, you could see a chart and you go, okay, this terpene is energy. This terpene is this. This terpene. And that starts your, your knowledge. That's, that's, you'll go from there and then you'll start expanding and going to Google Scholar is a good way to drill down into it even further. Now, when we, you and I last talked, David, I wonder if you could share some fun facts, much, much like you did with me regarding <laughs> terpenes because, yeah, I walked away from that conversation going, I did not know this. Wow. So, I, I want to really share that with our audience. Fun facts. Definitely. Um, I, I think this is, I, I believe I know it's what you're talking about, and it's something that I think uh, it's, a, it's another good analogy that once you hear, you kind of, it allows you to, to draw a good link to these things. Um, so essential oils are something that people know really well, so I use that a lot. But the other thing that we all, or not we all, not everybody, but a lot of people consume is alcohol. And you, we, I think everyone that's ever drank alcohol in any amount of quantity has had a, a few different types of products, from beers to wines to vodka, the gin, or tequila, and I think everyone's heard or kind of has an idea that, you know, tequila has a slightly different effect on people usually than, than beer or wine, and um, one of the main reasons I'd say that that is is that it's the compounds that are in the alcohol. So, 
uh, beer and wine, for example, are made from, uh, you know, aside from the rice and fillers, it's primarily made from hops and grapes. Uh, and grapes, for example, are, are heaviest in compounds like linalool, geraniol, myrcene, mm. and beer, uh, again, made with hops is heavy. Hops are primarily, well, for one thing, they're the most closely related plant to cannabis, but they're also, uh, heavy in Mercine, humulene, linalool, beta caryophylline and a lot of these are, are compounds that are going to be more soothing and, and uh, have the type of effects we associate with beer and wine traditionally with alcohol. But then you get to the other side and you say have a screwdriver because vodka pretty much has nothing in it. It's just, I mean, it's almost just alcohol. And you add in something like orange juice, which is primary, you know, which is really, really heavy in things like limonene. Uh, or then mention something like uh, tequila, which is produced with agave, which is heavier in compounds like limonene and alpinine. And those are compounds which are, you know, associated with the type of effect of energy and things that you associate with, you know, when people are intoxicated with tequila uh, or, you know, like a screwdriver. And so you start seeing that um, it makes sense, all these stories that we have for people getting crazy with tequila. <laughs> for example, it does, yeah. It it goes through everything we consume. These terpenes are found in almost every plant on Earth. Mushrooms and fungus make them. Uh, like I said, um, aphids and other insects make them for communication as well. Uh, and so they're in the environment. So they're in you know oregano and basil that we consume every day. And basil is actually heavier in a compound known as linalool that I've been mentioning than lavender is, which is ironic. Yeah. Uh, like by sheer volume per gram of, of weight of basil, for example. And so, you know, you eat a really heavy Italian meal that's really heavy in, in basil and oregano and that, you know, soothing, unwinding, just kind of like heavy feeling you have at the end of the meal is both a combination of the meal and the herbs that you're consuming. Um, you feel happier after you've been in a room where someone's cooking, uh, cooking food with fresh herbs, you know, or citrus those feelings that you're getting aren't uh, aren't uh, imaginary. Uh, aromatherapy is real because these compounds will either work when you inhale them and hit uh, receptors in your brain and your nasal, uh, your vomero nasal and other receptors, or can also be you can absorb them topically, which is why they're great for for use of motions and things like that, like lavenders or, or cannabis and CBD. At the same time, they can be inhaled. They can um, through vape pens and things like that, or they also are used in foods and things like that, and you can metabolize them. So um, they're a very diverse set of compounds. Yes, and 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 that was perfect. I I don't think I even gathered how impactful terpenes were in even my own diet. Now, I and when I have this conversation, when I when we're having this conversation, I sense that there's people out there who are really, really fixated on their diet. Like they believe what they are is what they eat, and so they really focus intently on being very purposeful about what they put in their mouth. And I think a conversation about terpenes would go over so well with them. Yeah. Like they could sit down and manage their food with even a higher level of performance or expectations. Or Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, what I typically find is that when you're speaking with people, if I'm at a trade show or I'm uh, speaking at a conference and I talk with people afterwards, I can usually talk to someone. And if there's someone who has difficulty unwinding at the end of the day, then 
generally what I find is that those people will be uh, fans of things like lavender, and then generally if you talk about what cannabis varieties they like, it'll be something like GDP, which is heavy in linalool again, yeah. or myrcene. And then if you talk to the, and if you talk to another person who, who, you know, has the opposite end and um, maybe needs a little more energy, they typically like things like rosemary for foods and things like that. But then at the same time, like, you know, Jack Herrera or other cannabis varieties, which are heavy in those particular, uh, you know, terpenes like alpha pinene. And I think that we're seeking these things out uh, subconsciously. Uh, our body's making us crave them. I mean, we all know that when women are pregnant, for example, that they will seek out particular nutrients that they need, heavier calcium or, you know, and it causes people to eat women, especially right. pregnant women, to eat bizarre things sometimes or what we perceive as bizarre because we're not consciously connected to our cravings like when they were pregnant are because they're they're doubly sensitive because they're being inside them. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's something that's happening to us all the time and the research is starting to indicate that. So I think it, it definitely play well in terms of uh, what foods you're liking and needing, but also why you may like the flavors you like and not even be aware of. Because the terpenes not only have these effects on us, but they're also causing sensation of the flavor. So the lavender flavor is from terpene, citrus flavor is terpene, mango is primarily mercine uh, for flavoring. We started looking at, um, for example, LaCroix. I'm not sure if, were you aware of the the LaCroix lawsuit which happened recently about their natural flavoring? I have not been, no. So LaCroix uh, is a flavored water company and they actually use terpenes as a flavoring and uh, they use linalool and mercine and a few others and some people were unaware of what those compounds were and sued them because they sound like chemicals. Well, I mean, they are chemicals, but they sounded like synthetic things that people were adding. And so they sued them and the case was just that they just didn't know what the compounds were. Uh, and so it's interesting to see that um, that even, you know, basically it's the building blocks of, of flavor as well as effect. And so I think that we did a dinner at the James Beard House. Uh, oh gosh, it was almost a year ago now. Yeah. Two terpenes as well. And it's incredible to see chefs start to bridge that gap and start to create food that is based on terpene profiles so that you can have a meal that maybe doesn't have, isn't as heavy or brings the cannabis flavor into the meal uh, in addition to utilizing things like CBD. So it's a really interesting space. I, I think it's all terrific. And by the way, you, you presented that really, really well. Uh, very informative. The uh, a last question for this: Is there any concerns a consumer should have when purchasing products that are infused with terpenes? Um, now, I, and I ask this because I can't think of any because I buy them from you guys, and your standards are super uh-huh. high. Is there something out there in the market that a consumer should be worried about, or or at least conscious about? Definitely. So, uh, there's a variety of extraction methods that are used, and I wouldn't say that any are necessarily bad, but whenever one issue is that you need to make sure that things are being tested properly, so you need to make sure that just like anything you're consuming, uh, you typically source organic or things like that, but at least have it tested for pesticides, test, like make sure the product is being tested for pesticides, tested for heavy metals, tested for solvents, is why I was mentioning the, the extraction method, uh, because not every company is testing for those things, um, a lot of companies don't actually. And then even beyond that, um, 
GMP manufacturing is important and ISO certification. Uh, those sound like crazy acronyms. So basically they're just things that indicate that we have been certified by a third party that we are manufacturing at a method that is, uh, at, um, you know, food and other qualities. Right. Our company, Future Opinions, is registered with the FDA as a, as a food facility as well. And so it's just, um, those are all types of things that you want to look at from your provider, just like you would from your food. You want to make sure that they're, that it's clean and safe. And those are the only real ways to do that is to see the data on the things and then, you know, the actual testing data. Um, and terpenes, as, as you mentioned, we, if you look at our website for every, um, product, you can get the SDS sheets, safety yep. data sheets, the certificates of analysis. And then we have our compliance packets, which have all our audits from, uh, from the various government agencies. Perfect. Yes. And I am aware of those listeners. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll say it again. True Terpenes does a wonderful job of meeting high standards. So uh, it looks like third party test results will be helpful since terpenes, if I'm saying this correctly, are extracted from phytomaterial. So the, the process in which it is extracted is worth scrutinizing. Definitely. All the right. process, I mean, the cultivation methods, everything, I mean, you can uh, get farther away from having to worry so much about cultivation methods and things just with testing, because that's the beautiful thing, is if there's pesticides, you'll find them if you test, if yeah. you test for it. So it's, third-party testing is, is absolutely essential in, in cannabis, in essential oils, in terpenes, and honestly, I feel it's something that will probably move into our food industry, because what we're finding is that cannabis is becoming, and now essential oils, because they're things that people are consuming so and there's getting more attention so we're testing these items more is that it's kind of showing us that there's areas of concern because people are you know you it's the only we're basically seeing that there is contamination in some brands yeah. when you do the third party testing and and or sourcing and it's being replicated in other plants and other food sources so you know glyphosate and grapes and other things so I think we're going to see this uh this movement towards testing our food or testing you know, sort of pesticide solvents and other things move into all food in the long run. I mean, uh, the science is getting cheap enough or, um, as technology is advanced that we'll all be able to access these things um, sooner and that'll allow people to begin testing these things at home or perhaps, uh, you know, grocery stores will one day have just a, a machine you can go over and check the the product immediately. They've actually developed uh, recently. It's called near infrared uh, technology that can mm-hmm. test through packaging for pharmaceuticals and items like terpenes. So it's still uh, new in that space, but it's it's something that I see coming, and nice. it's interesting to see how cannabis testing and other things like this for terpenes that are, I believe the science that's been developed around that is going to be pushed and culture is kind of getting pushed back into the regular food space. All right. Okay. All right. Now, David, I have to wrap and give our sponsors a quick break. Uh, And when we come back, we're going to talk about the entourage effect as it was revealed in a study from back in 2014. Uh, David, I really want to thank you for showing up. You made such a difference. You really did. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Okay, listeners, we're going to take a short break and be right back with a review of this study, uh, The Entourage Effect. Uh, So we'll be right back. (laughs) 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Tune in for In the Black. Host Bob Dickerson and his guests take a look at Black America and its socioeconomic place. In the Black will discuss the positive issues affecting Black Americans, including education improvements, business growth, closing the racial wealth gap, activism, and more. In order for America to reach its full potential, Black America must do the same. Tune into In the Black, live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. All right. So, uh, again, I want to thank David. He really gave us a lot of great information. It really feels like there is this big turn coming. Uh, when it comes to science and terpenes and how it interacts with all the things that we eat and so forth. Uh, now, we're going to now discuss another common term that you may hear often when shopping for CBD, and that term is uh, the entourage effect. Yeah. Now, entourage effect meaning, you know, coming together, better results, so forth and so on. The study was actually... Uh, done in 2014, and it was uh, at the University of Jerusalem, uh, and a very well accepted study uh, for back in 2014. Now it's used all the time uh, as a reference to current studies. Um, so let's 
let's kind of uh, let's let's just discuss uh, why does this study have an impact on CBD purchases? All right. So the name of the study was this: the human dose response to cannabinoids, increasing response to increasing dose. Okay, so in clarity, they expect that if you're using something for pain, that the more you increase the dose, the more you should increase the response to that dose. Right. Right? I have pain. I take two Advils, pain goes away. If I take four Advils, pain goes away more. Right. Over time. That's what the study was all about. So the abstract of this was uh, CBD, a major constituent in cannabis, has been shown to be a powerful anti-inflammatory and anti-anxiety drug without exerting a psychotropic effect. However, comma, when given either uh, intravenously or orally as a purified product, purified product meaning a CBD isolate, CBD stripped out all by itself, a bell-shaped dose response was observed. Bell-shaped dose response was observed, comma, which limits its ability for us to use it for clinical use. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll just read a little bit more. No, I, I'm going to stop there. So what they meant by this is uh, this bell-shaped curve when using CBD just by itself means that in the beginning they give you, let's go with one milligram of CBD, and you see some uh, effects, some positive effects. And they go up to five milligrams, and then you see a little bit more effects. And then you go up to 10 milligrams, and the effects drop. And then you go to 20 milligrams, it drops more, and then 50, it drops more. So if you can kind of visualize a bell curve, at some magical point, it's the highest you can get. And then if you keep going, it just decreases. Yeah. Well, that is a pretty interesting phenomenon. I mean, if I have pain, I'm not, it doesn't sound like I can solve it really well with yeah. this. So you're saying model. it decreases or the more it you took. just doesn't do you? Is it. Yes. Is so, it like sunblock? Like you, could, if you only use this much, if you go higher, it really doesn't do you any good. That is correct because time was the other piece, which is why it was decreasing over over time. Okay. So that the addition of that five milligrams was not impactful at all okay. to the pain, to reducing the pain. And I have some study stats I can share with you. I'm going to move through this kind of quickly, though. Uh, so they so they continue with we therefore propose that cannabis clones that have all of the cannabinoids in it, uh, which we now refer to as full spectrum, uh, is superior over CBD for the, uh, just CBD for the treatment of inflammatory conditions. Now, purified CBD is the term they're using. We now call that an isolate. Yeah. Purified CBD means it was extracted and everything removed except for the CBD. Uh, the clone that they were talking about is a full spectrum product. Okay, both of these were extracted from a hemp flower. Both were ethanol extraction because that's what they used in 2014. Both were dissolved in olive oil and both were given to uh, the animals orally or through a cavity injection. Uh, in the clone or the full spectrum, which I'm now going to refer to it as full spectrum, it had an 18 to 1 ratio. That means 18 CBD molecules to 1 THC molecule. That is pretty standard for quality CBD full spectrum in today's market. Yeah. All right. It also had all the other, it had all the cannabinoids, had CBD, THC, and traces of CBC, CBG, and CBN. All right. Now, 
Um, Many anti-inflammation, anti-pain medications and various approaches have been employed through the centuries and in recent time, and many of these used drugs, however, impose severe side effects. So this is why they wanted to know about this. This was at that start of the opioid crisis Uh that this research was called in. Uh, They also made an, an observation here, and again, I'm just quoting from their study, Uh, Doses up to 1,500 milligrams per day, as well as chronic use of CBD, have been reported as being well-tolerated by humans. I was impressed by that number. Okay, so each study group consisted of uh, four mice, uh, and each study group uh, had the study repeated three times. All right, here is a conclusion, our finding that that it is possible to get a correlative Dose response using cannabinoid cannabis clone or full spectrum extracts makes it possible to use it on many pathological conditions. We suggest that full spectrum extracts may be a suitable substitute for the current used cannabis strain in the clinics, especially taking into account that it does not have any psychotropic adverse effects. Now, let me give you some of the stats on this. So, I did the math, and I talked to you about the bell curve, uh, uh, the bell curved response. And so, what we have is we have two studies that are both done on animals, and they use their paws uh, as as how they were going to measure. One was they caused paw thickness. To make it inflame, you know, they probably added something to make it inflame, and I'm sure they said what it was. Is you know, this is a 20-page document, anyway. And then they just measured the thickness of that inflammation, and so they increased the dose of CBD, and they managed it over time, 24 hours, and they gave us our responses. And with with CBD by itself. It went from an inflammation of 2.9 down to a 2.5. And just just think relevant. Huh. Okay. All right. So a fairly small decrease. Yeah. Uh, inflammation with uh, full spectrum went from 2.9 down to 2.3. So a significant decrease by about 33%. All right. So when you use full spectrum, the more dose you gave, the, the smaller the inflammation got. When you use CBD by itself, the more you gave had, had no impact. Okay. Okay? All right. Now, but the pain one is what blew my mind. So, again, study. They used the paw. The more the animal pulled the paw back, that was their test. So, they would touch a pain point on their paw, and if the animal pulled it back, that was their measurement. Uh, so, again, same thing. They found that uh, CBD by itself, as they were giving it, they found uh, and, and this is what they used. They used uh, portions of this. CBD was given in a 1 milligram dose, a 5 milligram dose, a 25 milligram dose, and a 50 milligram dose. At 5, it, the, uh, the pain response relief jumped up to a number called, called uh, uh, we're just going to call it like 10. So it jumped up. But they tried to give the recipient... 25 milligrams and it dropped back down Hmm. okay so less pain relief at 25 and no difference when they even moved to 50 again no pain relief stayed right around five Hmm. okay so it peaked at five milligrams to about 10 
but then as they increased the dose to 25 and to 50, decreased and no other movement. Now, over here to the full spectrum chart that I am looking at, again, they started at about uh, 5 milligrams of CBD, full spectrum. Pain uh, area is right around that, you know, 2.5 to 5 from the beginning. And as they increased the doses to 25, it moved up to 15. And then they increased the dose to 50, and it moved up to 25. That is a 900% increase. Okay. 900%. So, and this is because of the entourage effect? This, this is, is because, because of all those cannabinoids working together and everybody's... Your endocrine system, your human endocannabinoid system responds better when there's multiple cannabinoids present. Okay. Which is probably... Uh, where terpenes would work in too. So it's Co correct. The conversation about terpenes falls under this. Now, this particular study did not discuss terpenes, only the cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so uh, again, another uh, some uh, reading some of their finals, their final statements. Uh, statement number one: Our findings that CBD is the presence of other plant constituents improve. The dose response are supported by some recent reports showing that CBD is in a standardized cannabis sativa extract, which is full spectrum, is more potent or effective than just pure CBD. Yeah. That was conclusion number one. Conclusion number two says, in conclusion, we recommend standardized plant extract uh, of the cannabis clone 202, which was their full spectrum, for treatment of various inflammatory conditions. Mm -hmm. All right, we just wanted to share. We have shared this with you before. Uh, this study is on the website, www.canafil.com, if you wanted to review it. Uh, it has been peer-reviewed. We're pretty confident about it. Okay, so that was us going through the study on the entourage effect. Right. Okay, now that wraps up. Uh, this episode of the TV show of the CBD Ed Show. I want to thank David again for bringing that powerful terpene education our way. It is amazing to think how involved that is in our daily nutrients. Yeah, our, it, like yeah. I said earlier, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the show just so I can get all that information again because yeah. it was fascinating. Yeah. Well, thank you all listeners for us. I am grateful you all, and I'm grateful all of you, and I wouldn't really be here uh, today without you. So thank you. Uh, now, connect with us. Use our hashtag, and that is hashtag protect the hemp. Mm -hmm. Follow me on Instagram at the CBD Ed Show. Mm -hmm. Follow Canafil on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook at Canafil. Because you know what? We can keep these kind of conversations going. You shoot me something on on, in, on Instagram, we'll just have that conversation there until we meet next week. Yeah. So feel free. Screenshot this podcast. Post it on Instagram. Tag me in, and, and in Canafil. And let us know your favorite takeaways from this episode. Again, we would love to respond there too. All right. For next week, it's time to quit this nicotine madness. All right. In our next week's episode, we will address controversial vaping stigmas. 
the negative effects of high levels of nicotine, and why vaping CBD may be the next step for getting this monkey off your back. All right. Thank you. Our final thoughts are CBD, the new prescription for wellness. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon. 